Hi, this is Val Hart, The Real Dr. Doolittle. This is part two of my recent interview by Dr. Fred Haney, award-winning author of My Doggy Says, on his weekly radio show on KFNX out of Phoenix, Arizona. We had such a great time talking about dogs, dog talk, dog behavior, the ways that dogs communicate with each other and with people, animal communication, which is my favorite subject, and he had tons of questions to ask me, so the interview was actually an hour long. We split the recording into two parts. Parts, and this is part two. Enjoy. Your dog's actions may speak louder than words. Welcome back to My Doggy Says, here again to help you become a better listener with your best friend, the author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show, where you learn what makes dogs tick how to improve your dog bonding skills, and how to be dog's best friend. And you're doing it here on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Our guest for this evening is Val Hart, who's an expert animal communicator and master healer. And if you'd like to uh, join the program and uh, have a question for Val, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, it's one 866 536-1100. And if you do call and get on the program, we'll make sure you get a free copy of the newly re- released Dog Appreciation Lessons CD. Um, during the week, you can also follow us on YouTube uh, and uh, on Facebook. And we try and uh, keep a little dialogue going there about uh, what Callie's up to uh, and uh, some of the new things she's learned, and uh, we put, pop some video up there, too. Some of the favorite videos are ones that we've taken of Callie as she's uh, learned how to swim. Uh, and uh, Callie's interesting about her swimming. She uh, kind of relearns a little bit every time she goes in the water. We, we uh, visit Lake Arrowhead every several weeks, and we let her do some swimming, but she, she seems to always have to take a few paddles and sort of figure out again what it's all about before she really takes the plunge. Uh, Val Hart, welcome back to the My Doggy Says show. Thanks, Fred. Glad um, to be here. The uh, a question that uh, Joyce had in the last segment uh, got us uh, started down an interesting path. Um, and you've answered this a little bit, but why don't you back up a little and explain uh, how this kind of animal communication works? You bet. That is a great question. <laughs> That's the critical question, isn't it? Um, how animal communication works is through telepathy, which in my book is our first language. It's the language we were born with. It has to do with the transference of energetic thought, intention, emotion, feeling, uh, concepts. And, you know, and all of us, I believe, are born, because we're energy beings, we're born knowing um, how, to, how to swim in the energy pool, lake, uh, you know, speaking of Callie's swimming lessons. Um, And then what happens usually is as we get older, uh, we forget um, because we're now learning a a spoken and written language. Um, But our animals don't forget, thank God. Um, But that's that's basics. Um, Telepathy, just want to be really clear about this. This is not woo-woo or scary or quack talk. Um, Telepathy is all it means, demystify the word itself, all it means is hearing and feeling someone else over a distance. You know, and you made a point earlier, Fred, about knowing 
when someone was going to call you, you know, having that feeling a little before the phone rang um, that, you know, of, of connecting with someone, right? Yep. Yep. And that, that has it, happened. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. It happens to most of us. Um, but that is a great example of telepathy. You know, the, another classic one is uh, moms with eyes in the back of their heads, you know, the ones where they always know what their children are doing, whether they're in the same room or watching them or not. Um, so, you know, that's that's really all it is. And our animals communicate with that with us and each other on that level all the time. That doesn't mean they've got busy minds all the time. It does mean that they're sharing energy all the time, which could be a thought or a word or, like I said, a concept or a, um, an intention. You know, how does a, a prey animal know that the predator isn't hungry and isn't going to hurt them <laughs> right now? They know that through checking their mind and their intention, their energy, um, and they can be, you know, feel perfectly safe uh, with a predator um, because they're very clear that, you know, that animal has no intention of eating them. And at other times, they get a very different message. So it's the same basic idea. Does it help at all? Yeah. And, and in a second, I'm going to ask you to give uh, one of your more dramatic examples. But first, I'll okay. give mine. Great. Uh, because uh, years ago, I don't know, 12 or 15 years ago, I suppose, uh, I, I was a, a skeptic about these things. And uh, I'm going to interrupt myself real quick just to say it's the My Doggy Says show, and we're visiting this evening with Val Hart, who's an expert animal communicator and master healer. So my wife met a, uh, a communicator through some work she was doing with uh, horses, and we had her come and visit the house. Uh, and, of course, my reaction was, oh, sure, we've got three dogs, two cats, and a bird. And an awful lot of what she said seemed to me that, you know, it would be kind of standard standard kinds of things. And then uh, she visited with Tiki, the blue-fronted Amazon parrot. And she said, Tiki told me that she rode down the hallway on Jamie's back. And that was absolutely true. Uh-huh. We, we had popped Tiki onto Jamie's back one time, and uh, Jamie walked the length of the hallway with this blue-fronted Amazon parrot on her back. Uh, <laughs> and, and that just blew me away. I said, okay, I am a believer. I, I, uh, I, I totally understand. So you, you must have some uh, fairly dramatic examples of uh, messages you've received that way. Yeah, I've, I've gotten some awesome, <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, give, give us a couple uh, of your um, favorites. Yeah, I think one of the fun ones that I like to tell people uh, to help help them understand uh, sort of how I got started, because that's also kind of weaved into one of the questions. Most people want to know how they get started. Um, back in 93, early 93, um, I had already started feeling and receiving information from animals. I've been working mostly with my cats. Um, but I was with a friend of mine that day, and we were working with her horse named Valkyrie, who's a, a fabulous, um, uh, what was she? I um, oh, can't remember the type of horse she was, but uh, a warm blood, um, dressage breed, <laughs> something like that. Um, anyway, fabulous, gorgeous horse, and she had a huge knot in her hip, and my friend who owned her was well known for being able to melt scar tissue and realign 
musculoskeletal structure and the neuromuscular system in the body of, of humans and animals. And she was working on this mare's hip, and the, nothing was changing. She couldn't get this knot shift um, at all. And um, we were talking, and all of a sudden I heard the horse t- say something. don't remember what she said, but it was something along the lines of what we were chatting about. And anyway, the, the story goes on. Um, at one point, Charlene, my, the, the owner, uh, my friend, asked me to ask the horse um, what had happened here in her hip. And I asked Valkyrie to share with us, if she possibly could, what that was all about. You know, how has she been injured? Um, what, you know, how did it feel? What Did it hurt? What, I mean, what was going on there? And it was like I was just sucked into the mare's viewpoint, and all of a sudden I was back in time in a certain place I could see the people around me. I could see the objects and the the um, the stable, the corral, the gate. The, all the, the there was a trailer there, and the the men were trying to get her to load into the trailer, and she was fighting them, and they were fighting her, and they were hurting her, and she was you know very very angry, and she wound up banging into the uh, you know the metal gate, um, and the the, the metal uh, side of the shed there. And um, she had been carrying that uh, for many, many years, and it was all locked in her hip. That was where she had been injured. And as she shared the story to me, she's just pouring it, you know, into my being, and I'm translating it as fast as I can. And as I'm as she's sharing the story, the knot in her hip dissolves. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so the whole story and all that she had been carrying all those years, you know, without a voice to express herself, you know, about what had happened to her, had all got stuck there. It was stuck in the tissues and the hip and causing her to be lame and, you know, other kinds of body problems. And it was just, you know, it was like miraculous. It was just, it just literally melted. That's a really good example. It's like the proverbial uh, lump in the throat that yeah. uh, g- g- goes away with the right kind of uh, relaxation. Right, right. Or sort of change of uh, attitude, maybe. Yeah, or, or just like in the throat, usually it's about speaking or expressing something or not feeling able to, you know, speak your truth or, or express yourself. So um, sometimes that's a throat issue. <clears throat> but Val, anyway. uh, can just... Can, can any of us learn how to do this, or does it take some uh, special uh, makeup? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> um, anyone, I think any animal lover can learn how to do this. Um, all you need to do is spend some time learning how. You know, cause it, and I call that re-remembering, uh, because I, like we started the show, I really believe that animal communication and a telepathic, innate, energy transference of information level is what we're born knowing how to do. It's only, go ahead. It's only as we grow older that we forget. So I have a lot of tools. I've got free tips. I've got a free CD on my website called Discover Five Secrets About Animal Communication. Um, I have home study courses. I teach live classes. Um, it just takes a little bit of time and effort. Um, and working with it, and like uh, Joyce called in earlier, a little bit of coaching you know, a bit of um, support um, and a, a good solid foundation of knowledge about what this is all about, how it works, right? So, yeah, I say anyone can learn. And, and does it take a long time? Um, only a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're never at the end of it, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I'm still learning things all, all the time. 
So from remind our listeners, uh, Val, uh, how they can find out more about uh, you and how they can find out how to uh, get involved in, in learning how to uh, be communicators themselves. Great. I love that. Um, contact me through my website, valhart.com, www.valhear.com. Or contact Val at valhart.com is my email. I uh, can certainly call me, 210-863-7928. Um, and let's see, anything else? Did I forget something? No, I think that's a, a good start. Okay. Uh, this is My Doggy Says show. We're coming up on a break, but we'll be back with uh, Val Hart uh, right after the break. Uh, if you want to uh, call with a question, 602-277-KFNX or 1-866-536-1100. Body language, facial expressions, they're not just for humans anymore. Author Fred Haney says his dog Jamie talks to him. And now to continue the canine conversation, author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show. I'm Fred Haney, your host and author of the four-time award-winning book, My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie, How a Dog Named Jamie Talks to Her People. And that's probably a little different kind of communication than we're talking about tonight, although not completely different. Uh, Jamie's uh, communication was often through uh, behaviors that uh, at first blush didn't make a whole lot of sense, and I'd have to stop and scratch my head and try and figure out what she was trying to tell me, but there usually was a message, and I started taking photographs of those behaviors and writing fun little stories about them, and that collection of photographs and stories is what became My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie. We're visiting this evening with Val Hart, uh, and uh, Val is an expert animal communicator and a master healer, and if you have a question for Val or would like to join the conversation, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, it's 1-866-536-1100. Um, Val, you've uh, done a good job of uh, telling us that anybody can learn how to uh, communicate uh, with their pet this way. Yeah. Um, one thing that uh, you've brought up that I find uh, interesting, and I guess I worry about it a little bit in my relationships with my animals, uh, is uh, th- that it's possible maybe to do damage to your pet by loving them too much or, or yeah. uh, being too close to them. What, what, what's your thought about that? Uh, that's interesting. Um, damage to them by loving them too much? Yes. Right? That was the first part of your question, and then what was the second part? Well, the same question. Okay, it sounded like a different uh, aspect. You you uh, had made the comment somewhere on your website that you can hurt your pet by loving it too much. Yes, yes, yeah. that's correct. Okay, let me talk about that for just a second. Then. That, that was really, really all I meant. Yeah, um, I find one of the most common problems that we have between humans and animals is that we humans, mo- many of us, have a, a real strong need to be loved. <laughs> don't know if you can relate to that, Fred. Um, but it's like we need affection. Uh, you, we need attention. We need uh, that connection, right? 
Um, and so we give that to our animals sometimes inappropriately. And it's just because we're looking I mean, we're to, projecting. We're yeah, assuming we're projecting. that they have that same need. Right. We're, we're trying to fill a need within ourselves through our animals. And, for instance, with dogs specifically, what makes sense in a dog's world is um, discharging energy and direction, clarity of boundaries, limitations, rules, right, social hierarchy, all that stuff. That's good canine, canine psychology. Then and only then does affection make sense to them because it's a reward for following the rules, for um, being a productive member of a family pack, right, society, um, and belonging. And so we humans often get things kind of screwed up because we offer affection first, right? We're loving them too much. Uh, we don't give them proper ways of boundaries, rules, limitations, you know, ways to express and discharge their energy. And so we're a little top-heavy on the affection part. Um, and that's, that's what I mean by causing them damage that way, by not really understanding them and, and keeping their needs and, and life in balance. Um, so does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, and it sort of leads into uh, another question I wanted to ask. Okay. I'm, I'm sure you uh, are a strong believer that dogs need to be trained, yep. that uh, the, the obedience training is really important. What, what's the right balance between uh, obedience and relationship? Because there, there are times when they wow. come into conflict a little bit. Uh, they can be, yeah. The right balance, I love, that's good. Um, the right balance is uh, is leader, right, okay. and follower. Somebody has to lead the game. Hopefully, in a good, stable pack, that leader is you <laughs> or me. Um, that doesn't mean we don't listen to our animals. It doesn't mean that we don't invite their feedback or opinion address their concerns, communicate, talk about the game, discuss the rules, you know, and all that stuff. It simply means that, you know, to keep our animals safe um, and healthy in situations, it's our job to train them properly and to give them the tools they need to succeed. Right? See, that's, that's a good uh, explanation, I think. It's the My Doggy Says show, and we're talking this evening with Val Hart, who's an expert animal communicator and healer. Uh, one, one of the uh, things I like to talk about, uh, because it's a little controversial, is uh, whether to play tug-of-war with your dog or not. Oh. I, I actually like to play tug-of-war with my dogs, and I understand that uh, if, if they get carried away with it, it can uh, probably lead to some aggression. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's a nice little give-and-take. And, take. and mm -hmm. sometimes Callie will bring me a toy, and I'm never quite sure if she wants to play tug-of-war. So what I'll do is put my hands out and hold it, and sometimes she pulls like she wants to play tug, but other times her game is uh, something that I can only call, uh, let's just both hold this together for a couple minutes. <laughs> and, and she seems to like that. So, uh, yeah, anyway, it's a great way to bond, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's lovely. But um, <laughs> how about tug of war? Is that, uh, is that okay? Um, yeah, I, I think any game, every game that we play with our dogs can be fun, and it needs to be fun, right? And it also comes from mutual respect for each other. And then there's the rules of the game. And uh, what we want to do to keep tug-of-war safe and a happy experience for everybody is to set the rule in the beginning that 
when um, when they're tired and want to stop, then they can drop it, right? Yep. Or if you're tired or want to stop or need to take a break or they've crossed the boundary and there needs to be a correction, right? Uh, a, a way to say, you know, you, you've broken the rule here. We need to, to take a moment, right? Let's take a timeout. Um, that that rule needs to be addressed and negotiated up front. And by the way, I want to give you one of my very secret best, well, it's not really secret, I guess, <laughs> not anymore, uh, a training tip, and that is to communicate with your dog. Tell them what the game is. Show them in your mind what it looks like. If feel what it feels like to play that game and go over the rules. And if you do that in the beginning before you even start, then your animal's going to pick it up really, really fast. Um, so to me, tug of war is only controversial when it becomes out of control. Yeah. And when yeah. you've got a dog that's completely out of control, or you have an alpha personality, especially important to set up critical, set up the critical rule of the game. Um, so when you say, you know, uh, drop it or uh, enough or whatever your cue is, um, then we want our dog to go, oh, game over for this second, and they give it to us or they drop it. And when they do that, then we can keep playing. But if they don't, then we need to correct. Um, but, you know, this has nothing to do with our affection and love for each other or our connection and bonding with each other, except that if we have clear rules, then we're more bonded because we understand each other better. Right? Well, uh, that's a good answer. Uh, we're, we're getting uh, toward the end of the program here, oh. and I, I want to make sure that we uh, say a little bit anyway about uh, healing and maybe the relationship between the communication and the healing. The example right. you gave about the horse with the knot in its hip may be a good example, but, right. but just quickly here, uh, say, say a little more about the healing part of what you do. Okay. Um, what I find is that our animals reflect us. Right, so they reflect our emotional, mental, and physical state. Um, they show us where we are, right? They show us what we believe. Uh, often remember that if you want to know what you believe, look to the world around you, see what shows up. <laughs> um, so what I do when I work with healing is I use one of my techniques is the body talk system technique, uh, which is... Um, state-of-the-art, uh, the leading uh, alternative healing modality in the world. And uh, I do it with the people because we have to balance the person in order to balance the animal um, because of the two are connected, that human-animal-body-mind connection. Go ahead. Nope, you're fine. Oh, um, so that's what I do. I go in there and I find out who's reflecting who, what what our animal is carrying for the other one, mm -hmm. right? So, so it can kind of work both ways. That, that's yes. a really good way to uh, think about it. Uh, before we run out of time here, Val, one more time, okay. tell people how they can learn more about uh, you and your work. You bet. Thank you. www.valhart.com, V-A-L-H-E-A-R-T dot C-O-M. Um, my email is contactval at valhart.com. Or they can call me at 210-863-7928. And if you don't mind, I just want to let people know that if you visit my website, I have free expert animal communication tips uh, that you can get. I have newsletters. I have uh, free... Go ahead. You're fine. 
Uh, I've got a free report, The 10 Things You Must Know Before You Hire an Animal Communicator. Val, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're out of time, and okay. I'm really sorry. It's been uh, delightful talking with you. Val Hart, expert Thanks, animal communicator and healer, thank you so much for joining us on the My Doggy Says show. Uh, be sure and uh, tune in. Join us again next week, same time, uh, 8 to 9 Mountain Time. In the meantime, pay attention to what your dog is saying. Do something about it. And remember Jamie's first rule for a good life. Don't bark if a wolf will do the job. Thanks. This is the end of our interview. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a lot about animal communication about dogs. And you know what? I had so much fun with Fred that he's agreed to be my guest on a live teleclass interview on February the 18th of 2010 so that I can ask him questions about his wonderful dogs, about how he came to write his award-winning book, My Doggy Says. I really want to know about the action messages that Jamie, his wonderful golden retriever, sent him. So I hope you can join us. Uh, we'd love to have you join us live so that you can ask your questions too. If you will register right now, go to www.valhart.com forward slash mydoggysays.html. That's www.valhear.com forward slash mydoggysays.html. It would be so great if you could join us. But if you miss it, that's okay. I'll post the recording to my podcast show. So look for it, okay? And in the meantime, may the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, and heal you, and reconnect you to the circle of life. Until next time, bye!